The following content will melt the eardrums of most white people unsupervised. It's like the nigga Ark of the Covenant. Start the show. Can't gaze directly at opinions while black, man. Look. <laughs> you actually literally can't gaze directly at opinions while black because it's a podcast. That's also true. Well, not yet. I'll say for now. <laughs> oh boy, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am, in fact, your boy Oz. I am in lie, D. Randall. <laughs> oh man, it's always a it's always a weird vibe. Potting on Monday night, yeah, it's it's kind of that weird space where it's like, is it early in the week or is it late? <laughs> is it late in last week? And and but it's it's you're, we're also in the perfect mood to pod because we've in fact experienced monday we have experienced that bullshit yes and now we're here to decompress and take it all out on our unsuspecting audience what episode is it 179 hey oh man the countdown has begun well i feel like the countdown began a while uh 200 okay I feel like the countdown began a while ago. I was going to say it began at like 100. Right. <laughs> right. Um, it's just becoming inevitable now. Right? Uh, how was your week, D. Randall? Actually, we've been gone for a couple of like, weeks. It's been like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of self-care. Okay. A lot of a lot of intentional self-care. Let me say that. Let's get that some air horns, actually. Yeah. I even I even took a mental health day from work and told my boss. Okay. Tomorrow, I would like to take a mental health day from work. And she was like, I'm glad you asked. Great. <clears throat> Go for it. Oh, boy. And I put it in those terms. I didn't say I just need a day off. Yeah. I said I need a mental space health space day. Talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. Normalize self-care. Shout out to black men looking out for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Tired black men. Tired as fuck. Black men looking out for themselves. For they self. Uh, Not themselves. For they They self. self. There's a difference. There's no M in they self. When you say they self, that means you no longer give a fuck. Yeah. It's facts. You are correct. Um... I I did I guess I did get a little bit of relax at R and R in this week. It, 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 it's it's weird balancing it though because for me, I've had to. You kind of have to take your victories where you can. Yeah. For me, for one, R and R 
equals like naps. Like I was working on like both weekends I was working on podcast shit. Yep. And like I had to pass on like my homeboys were trying to were, were trying to get together and link up. And we definitely need that energy. But I, you know, I I put my nose to the grindstone and was working, but I didn't let myself work myself hard. I took naps. Listen, accomplished some shit. Um, really, really buckled down, accomplished some shit. Take a nap, get up, accomplish some more shit. Take a nap, get up, play a little Call of Duty. Accomplish some more shit. So you, you kind of have to put your personal joy in there where you can. I heard nap multiple times. Multiple times. And that's kind of where I'm stuck. That's correct. That's correct. Those naps were good, too. I mean, I, I, I may have took a real grown-up nap. One of them naps where you wake up and you, and, and you almost think it's 7 in the morning, but it is, in fact, 7 in the evening. And your body can't tell the difference for for like that five minutes. You took a sleep. <laughs> you didn't take a nap. You took a sleep. I take that. I took some sleep aids <clears throat> the other day, and uh, my first nap was four hours, followed by an eight hour nap. Damn. So yeah. Damn. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling great. <sighs> Damn, that sounds good. Um, also, self care. I took the opportunity to uh, volunteer to spend the week at the downtown branch of my job, which I don't get along with all them people. Well, one person I I didn't get along with for a minute, but the downtown branch is so peaceful. It is. It's so peaceful. Don't nothing happen over there. They don't handle a lot of accounts. It's in a nice neighborhood. All the clients we deal with are nice. We don't do shit over there. Like, I work like I would work a seven to four shift, mm-hmm. and like the you have to get up kind of early, earlier than I would at my at my usual branch. But the first two hours. I'd be there, I'd be at the front, I'd be at the desk by myself. Nobody comes to check on me, so I just fall asleep. That's how you got to do it. I just put off podcasts and fall asleep until I hear them bell, I hear the little chimes ring when the door opens. Bing, bing. It was, easy. It, 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 was a, it was a fucking cakewalk. It's sad. And also at the same time, I want to note that it is sad when you have to consider going to a less stressful branch. Your vacation. That's a damn shame. I gotta get out of this motherfucker. Gotta pick up, you know, small victories. Yeah, I take what you can get, man. Um, so one episode one seventy nine. Usually, this would be where I get into uh, giving flowers to people while they're here. Mm-hmm. First, I want to go ahead and make an announcement. Okay. We have a, We have an opening church announcement. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I, it, you know what? I'm, let's see. Do I have my? Do I have all my, my soundboards on point? Okay. So this is a big deal. We've talked a lot of shit about what's coming. Mm-hmm. 
we've talked a lot of we we've made a lot of hints that made people ask questions about what's coming and when it's coming and in what form it will be it will arrive. Mm-hmm. We have information. Okay. We have definitive information. Mm. Uh oh. Patreon is coming. All right. I repeat. Patreon is coming. Do we know when? Patreon is officially coming the first week of July. And the week after that? Was it July or June? June. Soon. Uh, first week of June. Excuse me. You got to hit the ether again. First, first week, week of, June. of June. All right. And after and the week after that, oh, there's more. There is more. Because a lot of you don't realize that June is Opinions Wild Black's anniversary month. Surely is. As well as D. Randall's birthday. We'll take that. And the week after that, brand new spring summer 22 Opinions Wild Black merch. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, or if you become a Patreon subscriber, one of the perks, depending on your tier, is that you can get an advanced discount on Opinions While Black merch. It's true. It's true. We out here, man. This is the... We're so excited about Patre- about Opinions Wild Black Patreon. Because this is the next level for us. Next level. This is the next level. This is the thing that I've, I've wished and wanted and hoped that we had a big enough audience to even suggest. And new Monica. I don't know. No. I, it, just, it, just, it just seemed appropriate. I don't know why. Just random shit. And let me and let me tell you, it's here. It's here. And I feel like this is the next step in building the opinions while black community. Mm-hmm. This is the next step in building up the, the opinions while black community into something, um, something meaningful. It's already meaningful, but something where we. Where we people ask us all the time, how how can how can we contribute? How can we contribute? Listening to us is really the biggest contribution you can give. Tolerating us, putting up with us for two hours is a big deal. <laughs> but it's not the only thing. And people are always like, "Well, I I already I bought I've bought the merch. I I've did the, I've told a friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. This isn't just." Giving money, you're you're getting something back from us, and you're getting something back from us, uh, ideally on a consistent basis. Yeah. What do I get, Oz? Should I give them the tears now? Go for it. I'm gonna give them the tears now. I'm gonna go ahead and give them the tears now. I'm gonna write the shit out of the ether button. One dollar is the tip jar, basically. Got gotcha. you. That that just means you're listening and you love it and you want us to keep going and you just want to loan something to making us a better podcast. Mm-hmm. 
I'll get that. And what do you get for for a dollar? You get on air acknowledgement. There we go. We'll shout all our Patreon subscribers out on air, top of the show. Government names. Government well, names. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's all. We gotta hit that one too. Um, five dollars. That's our happy hour friends. We call you our happy hour friends. You know the regulars. You know, you show up to happy hour. You know you're going to see this nigga and that nigga and those niggas. You don't really talk about it out in the street, but that, that's where you know them. You will get on-air acknowledgement, as you will, with the tip jar. You will get access to the official Opinions Wild Black Discord. You know, a lot of you niggas, a lot of you niggas hit me on... on uh, in in the DMs, a lot of you niggas hit me wherever, which we encourage. But we want to funnel that energy into community. Or some of you niggas that all listen but don't know each other Uh-oh. can get to know each other. So this is like, oh, two-way communication. This is the, this is the Marvel Universe coming together. Uh, engagement. And the official opinions while Black Discord is going to be like, Doctor Strange opening all them holes, bringing everybody through. Oh, shit. Now everybody got to converse. I'm going to be looking at, I'm going to be like Thanos looking at everybody like, oh, shit. (laughs) You couldn't live with your own failure. (laughs) So where did that bring you? Back to me. (laughs) What else do you get as a happy hour, friend? You get one exclusive episode of our Patreon series a month. Are we doing are we doing an additional two hours? No. We wish we could. We don't have the time for that. But you're getting some prime cuts. But you are getting some prime cuts. Um like thirty like you know, thirty minutes or so. So thirty, sometimes forty minutes. Um, a little more focused. Um Sometimes it'll be shit that we that maybe we didn't hit in the in the the free rundown. Sometimes it'll be shit that we want to that we want to talk about that we you you would have to pay, put this behind a paywall. Yeah. Um. Some of you niggas, fuck y'all. By the way, have asked about are we ever gonna hear are we ever, are we ever gonna hear some real hard truths about Oz's love life? Fuck y'all. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> um, cause I told him I was gonna tell him about uh the flowers chip. That's a that's definitely a that's definitely some Patreon. Care for what y'all ask for. Um, what you also get as a happy hour friend? Yeah, happy hour gets a lot. All right. <laughs> we want this shit to I be affordable. Y'all. I see y'all. You get after the pod shorts. Mm. What is after the pod? Me and D. Randallson, uh, usually while I'm waiting on my Uber or whatever, while I'm breaking all the shit down, we talk some shit afterwards. <laughs> some of our best shit. Some of our best shit. This is like, and, and you know, this is not, it's not, it's like uh, usually about 10 minutes of shit as I'm breaking shit down. 
Um, and you will get we we we've discussed this, and we're going to discuss this further because as we go on, we're going to announce more things mm-hmm. that you know as where we can get get them to you um, consistently and of high quality. So I don't want to hit the gas too fast, but eventually the after the pod shit is going to come with video. I mean, we talked about that, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. I'm just, it's just sinking in. You know, there's a, there's a level, level of vulnerability there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, um, Wale isn't the only person I talk shit about. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then we have our $8 tier. Y'all are officially drinking buddies. Okay. That, you know, it's one thing to just see some people, to just know you're going to see some people at the happy hour. Drinking buddies are people you actually text to be like, let's go get fucked up. It's Friday. Okay. Drinking buddies get all the previous. Or, or Tuesday. Or Tuesday. Drinking buddies get all the previous tiers. Mm-hmm. From from one from the one dollar and five dollar, mm-hmm. you will get two exclusive Patreon exclusive episodes a month. Hey hey, and you get advanced discounts on the merch. Let's go. You know what? Fuck it. All Patreon subscribers. This is five and eight dollar. We'll get advanced discounts on the merch. Hey, let's go. Who now? Who the fuck? Lo- and that's either five dollars or eight dollars. That is not a hard decision. No, it's not. Who the f- hit us with the air horns? Who loves you? We do. Okay, that was a real question. Yeah, we do. We do. Us. That's right. Oz and D. Randall, love y'all. Yeah. This is the only reason we're doing this. Unconditionally, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> Unconditionally. Sure. <laughs> that is, that's that's the Patreon for now. And as as opportunities arise for us to do more things, we're going to announce more stuff. Like opinions we, while black after dark. Like opinions while black after dark. I moved away from I moved away from the ether beat, so I, I can't go back to I can't hit it again. Is that the is that the last call tier? Oh, see how I did that. He came and y'all. Hit him with the, he came up with that on the fly. Mm. He came up with that on the fly. I'm writing that down right now. That's <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Last call. That's gonna be ten dollars. That's straight ten dollars. That's gotta be. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Ten dollars, and it's gonna be all odds. <laughs> this is not it. This is not it. Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you are a yo. What is wrong with you? Uh, that's what my therapist keeps asking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, first week in June, we're gonna kick off. Appears while black Patreon save your save your pennies. Yeah, roll those quarters. Um, you know whatever you got to do 
uh, your little money saving apps. Go ahead and put some shit to the side. All that little money that y'all niggas are not tipping waiters. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Go ahead and holler at your boys. So, um, that's coming first week of June. After the week after that, we'll we're gonna drop some new merch on you. Boom. Um, you're welcome. So, uh, giving flowers while they're here. I didn't do this. I I didn't go over this in pre-production. Giving flowers while they're here to a very special person. Ladies and gentlemen, giving flowers to D. Randall. Okay, I wasn't. Here's why. He didn't. He didn't know I'm doing this. I'm right here. Okay. Here, here's why. So we're we're recording Monday night. Um, we could not record Sat. We could not record Sunday, and I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put all his people's business out there or anything mm-hmm. like that. But he had to move. He had to move the. He had to postpone because he had to take care of a friend. Yeah, and I and friend I, was going through some real shit again. Not putting their business out I mean, there. I can, it, it's safe for me to say. I, I, I mean, they don't even listen to this podcast. But um, a friend of mine was having a manic episode. Okay, and and what's and what's in, what's key about that is, up until recently, it was it was something that she kept hidden from most of her friends, mm-hmm. and you know she's had a she's had a. a She's had kind of a history over the years of, um, to to put it loosely, having uh, emotional flare-ups. Sure. Uh, But it was only until recently that she began to openly acknowledge to her friends that she was was diagnosed as having, um, you know, manic tendencies. Sure. Uh, A little bit of... uh, Slightly bipolar and some dissociative um, disorder as well. And, and according to what she said, like kind of mild on the spectrum, but the, the manic side of it does manifest itself more. Um, she actually told me the day before, so I guess she told me Saturday, that she was having a manic episode. And, and, it, was an, and it was important for her to speak to people who kind of centered her to kind of help her refocus on, right. on on the temperament that she wanted to be in. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I'm not doing this obviously to take any kind of credit, but I, mm. I, I thought it was important enough to, to delay the recording just to, um, to make time for that. And I wanted to highlight it because this isn't the first time he's done this. There have been times when, you know, we had a, we had a set date or we had a set, um, schedule for podcasting and a friend was in need and he was on point jumping right to the jumping rising right to the occasion everybody don't get people like that in their life man and life is short and I'm telling you I'm telling you at my big age mm-hmm. um, not everybody and, and, and don't get me wrong there are some people that are very meaningful in my life. Not all of them show up that way. Not all of them are able to show up that way. And Sometimes I'm, that's that's from a place of privilege, and I don't want to leave that part out. Yeah, and I'm 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 confident in saying that. I mean, this same friend would have done the same for me. Um, right. I'm I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by people who who have 
come through for me, you know, without <laughs> without me even asking, because I'm, I'm, it's very difficult for me to ask for help, quite honestly. Right. Um, but I'm I'm very blessed, very fortunate to be surrounded by people who um, always checking on me. Hell, uh, Jess and Tim, who were on here a few weeks ago, you know, they are two people that I speak to literally every day. Mm-hmm. And we're always checking in on each other and, and, and how we're doing. And, and and both of them have helped me through, you know, some rough times. Shout out to Justin Tim. One of my yeah. favorite episodes to, to record ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's one thing that I will, one thing that I will do is I will, I will drop any obligation for, you know, for my friends. That's, I mean, that's a, and that's some that's real shit. Yeah, that's some real shit. That is niggas showing up. And again, is breaking is dis, is dispelling this notion that black men don't show up for each other, and not just black men because because he he was showing up for a lady friend, mm. but that black that black men don't show up emotionally. Anytime we get to dispel that notion and break that myth, mm-hmm. I am I am more than happy to celebrate someone. Who does this consistently? So, um, hit D Randall with the air horns. Uh, thank you. That's right. There we go. There I, we go. I, I will accept that. I was, I was going to say hit me with the ether or something. But <laughs> I, 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 I'll take that graciously. Thank you. Um, moving on to humans ain't shit. So, let me keep this as short as possible. I just. As outside is opening and people are um, kind of getting back to embracing those creature comforts that we enjoyed um, before the pandemic, I just want to impart to you, the audience, the listener, please, please be kind to your local retailer. (laughs) Be kind to your local retailer as someone who has worked in the retail sector for quite some time. Um, I can tell you that one of the, one of the things about people who have never worked retail that, um, patronize retail, um, retail stores in person is that one is one of the problems because I've always felt like, one of the things that we should do as an intern, not an internship, but almost as a as a high school credit, like in your senior year or something, is to just take a semester to work in a retail environment. Either work retail or fast food. Retail or fast food. Uh, fast food is probably a whole other level, but yeah, definitely retail. Because one of the things that retail, retail makes you very self-aware. Um, especially if you work it long enough, mm-hmm. because many of you don't know what it's like to put up with you. Mm. And when I say you, I mean that in the sense of as a consumer. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it is my belief that the realest face you can ever see of a consumer, then this is what most Americans are, most of us in the Western world, mm-hmm. consumers. The realest face a consumer can show you is the face he wears when he is not getting his way. Uh. Retail is part 
customer service and this part managing a customer who is not getting their way because you cannot always have your way. Uh, is just the reality of sales and retail. Um, no matter where, what they tell you about never say no, no matter what they tell you about the customer is always right, at some point the customer will be wrong. Most of the time. Pretty, a, a great deal of the time. And y'all don't know what it's like to deal with you. Yeah. And the, the, the you who forgets that the people that work in a retail establishment are, in fact, people. Correct. And not accessories. And not the help. They don't work for you. Correct. And chances are they're they're more of an expert on the thing that you want from them than you are. And also, whatever rule you feel like is impeding your progress, they are just as inconvenienced by those rules as you are. Yes. Because they're the one who has to wear the who has to wear the unfortunate face that has to tell you that you're not going to get your way today. I love those moments. I'm. I have to admit, I am pretty fond of those moments, especially when they are alabaster. Mm. Oh, the white people not getting their way is the best because they've never had they've never had a large black man tell them they can't get their way. Mm. And there's that momentary pause where they're trying to contemplate how they're going to get around it. But you're not. You're not. You're not. Because I'm not. Because my manager is just going to send me away because he doesn't want to be bothered with me. Right. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, so I encourage you, please be kind to your retailer, especially when we see I, when we see how es- I hate I hate to say the word essential, when we see that how essentially they they put the economy on their backs when the when the when the pandemic hit. Or here's a better way to be kind to your retailer: go use Amazon. I don't even have to see you. I don't. I, and and, and I, I know it takes business away, but even then, I don't have to see you. Someone else will come in and buy shit. Someone else will come in and buy shit. Be an informed consumer. There, oh, there are so oh many tools God. right now oh that God. let you know anything you want. I, I'm so I'm one of the one of the biggest benefits to the the proliferation of online shopping now is that I can quite honestly research anything that I want to buy before I go in and get it. Head to toe. I, I, when I tell you, I don't, even, I don't even have to ask anyone for assistance when I go into a store. Ever. All the way down to whether or not something is in stock, I can look at that before I even go in. I don't have to ask for help in Home Depot. Because by the time I get to Home Depot, I know which aisle it's on, which bay it's in, what size is it, what size it is, if it fits what it is I'm trying to replace, and I know how many are in stock. I know all this. Without ever asking a human being. Without ever having to bother someone. Also, if you ask somebody a question and they don't know, it's because they're not trained to know. They're trained to tell you how much it is. 
They're trained to tell you what you what else you're probably gonna have to buy with it. Y'all come in a re- y'all come in a retail establishment and ask people making fucking ten dollars an hour shit that the manufacturer don't know. What do you mean you don't know if you don't know if these fucking shoelaces are hypoallergenic? I'd like to talk to a manager. Guess what? The manager don't know either. <laughs> the manager don't know either. <laughs> the manager's gonna hand you a coupon and tell you to have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. Y'all be asking, like, y'all really, I, I saw some stupid shit online recently that was like, oh, it was, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was Crystal Gem Twitter <laughs> putting moon rocks in my pussy Twitter. Oh. Talking about, um, oh, you should be careful of the energy. Uh, you should be careful of the energy of the people making your food. And energy is transferable, and you should be and and you should you should beware the energy of someone <laughs> making your food <laughs> of someone making your food because because there, there's no worse energy than someone who doesn't like their job. Imagine being dickheaded enough to walk into an establishment and ask someone making ten dollars an hour. About their fucking energy. Imagine. This is what I mean about what it's like to deal with you. Just let people do their jobs, man. Let people do their jobs and leave them the fuck alone. And you racist fucks that don't like me giving you an answer. So you you find someone white who looks more docile. To give you the same fucking answer within within ten feet of me, fuck you. What I love about my job is that I am the manager. <laughs> so if they don't like the answer, they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> so you're saying I can't do this? That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's I'm that's, telling you that that's it. it. It cannot be done. That's it. You're well, done. Well, you would think. Mm, what, you would think you would I <laughs> the reality of it is this though. So next, please be Please be kind to your local retailer. They're just trying to get through the day like everybody else. And sometimes they're like D Randall and mm-hmm. you probably would have been better off not bothering them. My people know if anything ever gets escalated to me, and I work in IT, they know if anything gets escalated to me that the person on the other end is going to be made to feel like a fool. <laughs> what, what, what did my person just tell you? Well, they told me this. Okay. <laughs> what would you like me to tell you? <laughs> because they told you correctly. I can tell, oh, I can tell you whatever you want to hear. But it won't be the truth. It won't be true. And it won't get you what you want. You want to try it out? No? Okay. Oh, shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can lie to you if you, want, if you want me to. I can do it with a straight face. I can do it with a laugh. How would you prefer this lie? God damn it. Oh, man. Song of the week. <laughs> there ain't nowhere to go from that but song of the week, bro. Um, I haven't played anything from her in a while, and I I do love Tannerelle's music. 
Um, it's it's very much what I wish the weekend was still doing. A lot of that uh, a lot of that space voodoo music. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, was it the Gabriels that called it haunted strip club music? <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, 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 pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, this is a. Uh, this is Mama Saturn by Tannerell. Um Yeah. Get comfortable. Pour yourself something. We're going to have a good podcast. Mm. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
stretch my vertebrae so we can climb it like a ladder and step into our world. And that was Mama Saturn by Tannerell. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. There are definitely millennial chicks out there doing yoga and uh, pole dancing classes and saging their house to that shit. We support all these things. We support all these things. Mostly because most of the millennial chicks I know do a, it one or more of these things in the nude. <laughs> so, salute to all of that. Um. Also going on the Opinions Wild Black playlist, the featured music playlist that you can find on Spotify Mm -hmm. and or Apple. Yep, yep. Um, Updated every week. Man. A lot of good music on there. I just realized, like... There's like 10 hours of music on there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm actually taking a trip soon. I can probably listen to the whole thing. On that flight. I was going to say, you can hit shuffle and let that bitch rock. Man. I've done it. It is, it is, it is walking through the grocery store approved. Ooh. No I, bullshit. I usually got to, well, I usually got to listen to something. Throat. Walk through the grocery store. Ah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, man, gotcha. Look at that. Over 10 hours, 10 and a half hours of slaps. That's a lot of music. And there's some shit that I've probably oh, that I've probably forgotten to add there that I'll probably have to add this week. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of fucking music. Yeah, because there's only 160. Well, how many tracks? Well, some of them. Can, well, some of them because uh, early on in, the, in when we started, we were playing some shit that you can probably only find on SoundCloud. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like that four men. Yeah. Yeah. As we for men. Oh, that's cool. And no, that's not the title of a porn, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a song by some niggas that can rap. Oh man. Shout out to K of the Foundation. Yeah. Who's it? Who's it? Who was it? Well, K of the Foundation. Tanya Morgan. Tanya Morgan, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. And the three members of Tanya Morgan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That Produced was by um, King Midas, King Midas of, of uh, Radio Galaxy. There you go. Yeah. Don't we have a Don't we have a Radio Galaxy project coming soon? Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. Okay. I've been sworn to a little bit of secrecy, but so ah, okay. That means that means the shit gonna be hot. Um, speaking of new music, did we hear the new Push album? I did. King Push has returned. King Push made a big splash with that uh with that first with that first song he leaked to everybody. I forgot which one it was. Talking about with Jay Z, neck and wrist? No, no, oh. no. This was when, this was when he wanted us to know he was coming. Oh, the song about Coke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the Coke song. <laughs> one of several. Yeah. Um two things have not changed. His braids, or the fact that he raps about coke. He 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 definitely moves the shit out of that imaginary coke, boy. 
Um, that's kind of my the entirety of my review of the album. My he is still is, moving that coke. My review is same braids, same coke, same push. Um, push. I call push the music soul child of rap in the way of if it ain't broke, push is not trying to fix it. And music soul child was always like that. Let's it's, be real though. Any nigga that's getting an Arby's check can't really rap about Coke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when you write next to the dude that says we have the, the meats and you rapping about Coke. It's weird. It's weird. And then made like a like a like a, a diss track about the op about the op meats and shit. We didn't talk about that when that happened. That was some weird shit. One thing that I did appreciate about the album, though, it was good to hear his brother Malice on a song. Yeah, you know? man, Malice still in shape. No, he's still he's still hitting y'all with them God bars. Yeah, man, he's I, I even with the God bars, yeah. he's still in shape. Yeah, I I appreciate it. Um, the obligatory Hove verse oh yeah hove needs us to know that he's well he's exercising i don't know about in shape i was gonna say he he's beyonce lets him out the house every once in a while. <laughs> right right to play with his little friends <laughs> yeah i don't know i i don't i have i don't know if i've decided whether or not he's still in shape he is definitely he's he's in the gym though he's all right he's doing okay um I, yeah, I enjoyed this. Um, it worked for me lifting weights. I'm back to lifting, y'all. Um, let's go. Let's go. Uh, hit me with the air horn. Um, it, it worked for me lifting weights. It worked for me playing Call of Duty. And it worked for me sitting in, uh, sitting in, at the desk doing nothing. Let's go. Um, Dreaming of selling Coke. Actually, yes, because <laughs> this is the I should have been I should have been a drug dealer job. Damn, it really is. It, I, I I sense. Yeah, hit me with the air horns for that. Damn. I sense that if I if I write memoirs, they will be called I should have sold drugs. <laughs> the Oz Longworth story. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know about it being his best. But it's strong. I don't know about it being his best. But no, it's not. Not I, his best. I I, I appreciated it. Um Future also dropped an album, but I don't care. Did he? I think he did. Did he? I I, I Quiet is kept. I genuinely don't know. I I definitely saw that cover. I saw a cover. Uh, let me see. I I genuinely did not know. Let me see. I could be I could be wrong. I could have swore he dropped some shit. No, he released a single. So oh, he released far. a single. Okay, fair enough. Travis Scott. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, but we, he does have an album coming soon, though. He must. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I enjoyed. I enjoyed Push. Um, I enjoyed Megan Thee Stallion. I enjoyed Plan B. She knows exa- She knows her audience, bro. Yeah. She knew what to name that shit. Mm-hmm. She knew what to say on that shit. And she knew how to market that shit. 
Because all of my toxic female friends are on this shit. Like, why don't rice? One of the greatest things I've seen in recent memory is a clip of the Chinese censors trying to censor Meg the Stallion's ass <laughs> at Coachella. And they couldn't do it. They cannot. They can, it cannot be censored. You cannot. It is uncensorable. <laughs> Man, Meg the Stallion is a national treasure. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I love what she's doing. I really do. Genuinely. Sincerely. Um, Danny, <laughs> Danny was like, I will have this memorized by 12, by 12 noon. <laughs> I'll have this memorized by 12 noon and I'll and, and 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 pieces of it will be in some unfortunate man's DMs. Damn. Probably mine. No, I'm kidding. She'd kill me for that. I was going to say, hold up. No, no, no. She'd kill me for that. I'm so bossy, bitch, get off me. <laughs> it's a different jingle when you hear them car keys. Ugh. Oh, push. King push. Oh, man. Oh. He raps like a nigga whose braids are too tight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. He, yeah. And and those are home twisted. You can tell those are home twisted. That's that's some, that's some, that's when you sit at the edge of the couch and your gal just twisting your shit for you. Right. <laughs> that like I say, home twisted with with the and she want her rubber bands back too. Yasiel Puig, yeah. Ugh. Um, what else is going on in the rundown? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't put this in. Pooh Shiesty. Who? <laughs> you say that every time I bring him up. <laughs> I swear to God, and it's genuine. That's the funniest part about it. Um, we talked about this nigga before. Um, Push Icy got sentenced to five years on a gun charge. I'm sure he did it. <laughs> if you bold enough to walk around with the name Push Icy, you did it. Whatever they accused you of, with or without a gun, he did it. You know, I've always had this weird relationship with nicknames. First of all, like why we have them. <laughs> right. Some nicknames are cool. Some nicknames are cool. Yeah. Some people call themselves Pooh Shiesty. <laughs> And figure, hey, that's that's a great idea. <laughs> you want to know who had a dumb nickname one time? Who did? Me. <laughs> Little known fact, y'all. When I first started rapping, I, I I tried to I tried to have a nickname. I tried to have a rap name. Um, one of my childhood nicknames that was given to me by some of my aunts was. Doodlebug, okay. Um, but when I came of age, meaning when I was like eighteen, and wanted to rapidly rap, I I I I kind of shortened. Like I started going by the nickname Dookie for a while. Don't ask. I, I I've said nothing. Now, 
with the stroke of genius, though, when it came time to really put the pen to paper and tell people what my my rap name was. Remember, this is the early 90s, y'all. My name was Dookie Love. Don't, don't, no air horn, no nothing. Please. Please. You can hit, you can hit me with a, what was that? This is not, yeah. Um, until someone, you know, it always takes a real one to come to you. Hey, man. You know the name Dookie Love could be misconstrued for something else. I said, you know what? Damn it, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go by Damien. So that's what led to the most boring stage name of all time. Just my regular ass name. Pooshice is a terrible nickname <laughs> to give yourself. <laughs> and, and, to, and to try to plead any type of innocence in any type of case. Well... And again, we've talked about this shit because this was because it was some wild shit when it happened. Because this was, I think, this was like on the eve of him uh, him dropping that album. This was uh, like this was he barely touched ground in Miami, which we've all decided is a is just a big stakeout. Um, and. Basically, they, basically they it was like eight million cop cars out there to take him in. Um, his uh, his his they couldn't get they wouldn't give his mother, who I believe is like his management, any kind of information. Um, they were holding the the way they were holding him without bail was shady. It was a lot going on there where they wouldn't let him out, and. Um, I don't know. Hey, he must. I I think he did. Oh well. Then Pushaisi. Oh wait. Never mind. Then Pushaisi was arrested again. This is according to Double XL. Arrested again last June when he was accused of being involved in another shooting at a Miami strip club where he was performing. Um, following the second arrest, he was indicted by the feds for the initial shooting and his bond was revoked. Oh okay. Okay. Never mind. All right. I'm just saying. Um. Five years, man. Mm. Five years after, and, and and not only five years, but he got on he got on Insta and promised and still promised us some music next week. Now nah, go on, go on, hold on to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be good. You have bigger fish to fry, sir. I mean, this might be paying for legal fees or some shit. I don't know. I, I'm just saying his name. <laughs> Like his name is probably like Clarence or Edmund or some shit. Do they wait? Do they give me his name? Let me see. Watch his name be like DeQualis or something. Hold on, hold on. Hold no shade on. to anyone named DeQualis. Lontrell Williams. I do it. <laughs> Stick. I got a black ass name. Lontrell <laughs> Williams. Let's see. Uh, given. Oh, we'll be given credit for the year he's already served. Because uh, this did happen like last summer, um, uh, which could make him eligible for release in three and a half years. Uh, yeah, we talked about where where the where the charges came from. Sometimes I remember, that was a, I remember that was some big that was a big deal though. Because not only did he get arrested in Miami, but it was it was some more shit that week that went on, that went on in Miami where a lot of rappers were like, 
I think the hip hop police is back, and I think they're in Miami, and I think this whole the hip hop police I think this the regular whole- police. <laughs> like y'all niggas walk around talking about guns and shit, talking about drugs, and now I sound old, but it's like niggas walk around talking about I got that thing on me all day, every day, and that and that's true. But there's also there's also been some documented evidence. Not that I don't know about Miami per se, but definitely like the NYPD that there's a division that there's that there's definitely a division that keeps track of who out who, uh, what rappers are out and where. I'm gonna do an experiment here. I don't know shit about Pooh Shiesty. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up his catalog. <laughs> I guarantee you, one of the first three songs song titles that I mentioned contain a reference to either guns or drugs. I'm assuming that it's spelled the way it sounds phonetically, P-O-O-H. There it is. There it is, Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty. Let's see. <laughs> Back in blood. <laughs> 7.62 God. I bet you that's a drug reference. <laughs> Last album. Latest released. Federal Contraband. Oh, shit. Let me see. He had an album called Shiesty Season. Yes, he Let's did. see what's in Shiesty season. I fuck with Pooh Shiesty. 50 by the way. Pooh shots. Pooh Shiesty jail. Chop away. <laughs> Take a life. <laughs> Big 13 gang. Twerk some. Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, look, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that guy, but I'm just saying that sometimes, sometimes you invite that shit in. I mean, which you, but you know what? And I, and I wanted to push back against it, but we talked about, we talked about six, nine pretty bad Look at this dude. for the same shit. So we can, we can't, I guess we got to keep the same energy. Six, nine is a clown. Uh, uh, I mean, full, full on full stop. Look at this dude, man. Y'all be really be letting y'all sons grow up like this. <laughs> what, the, what is wrong with you? Y'all need to say, hey, like, real talk, man. I'm, I'm dead serious, y'all. I'm, I'm not a parent. I'm not the authority on this. Y'all need to start talking to your children, man. The children? It's grown niggas out here. So, remember Chopper from making the band? Unfortunately. Chopper just got arrested for sex trafficking. But I'm just saying, leading up to that, like as children, C-A-S-O-P. talk to your kids, pay attention to your kids. So they, when they get into middle school and high school and, and their weak bars <laughs> make them believe that they can actually maintain a career in rap, like talk to your kids, man. Oh, man. Because they're going to end up being like poo shiesty. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? They're going to end up being like Chopper oh, from the band. Shit. Arrested for, I, I a, shit you not. A man. subpar rapper who had to supplement his subpar rapping with sex trafficking. C-H-O-P-P-E-R. That's a nigga nigga. What did you say when they say aura? I mean, you just describe my father's side of the family. It's all good, though. Shit. <laughs> it's all that's what they do. Oh, man. They hit you with the hard auras. Aura is a two-syllable word. 
Uh, Chopper making the band alum is reportedly facing sex trafficking charges in Las Vegas. In a piece filed Monday, TMZ cited legal documents having Chopper, having revealed Chopper was arrested this month in Maryland. Uh, pop-ups are in my fucking way. Um, with an extradition to Vegas said to be in progress. This was all allegedly spurred by Instagram activity from Chopper, who unknowingly spoke with an undercover detective on the platform. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all stupid. Y'all are dumb. The detective is reported to have started an investigation after finding what they determined to be evidence of a potential sex trafficking operation. At one point, Chopper is alleged to have uh, sent a DM to the undercover detective complete with an offer. Chopper and the undercover detective who was posing as a sex worker also reportedly spoke on the phone. As the detective started to stall when when told to pack their things for a flight to Charlotte, Chopper is said to have demanded a fee of $2,000. Elsewhere, during, uh, during conversations with the detective, Chopper allegedly invited the individual to be part of his stable. The initial report doesn't make it clear where exactly uh, Chopper was arrested in Maryland. Uh, Baltimore, bro, probably. First of all, how successful was Chopper as as a trafficker? Like, y'all really letting him cook like that? I, I, I don't know. I mean, those who can't rap, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, there's... There's a story I can't share on air, but <laughs> um, um, I did some video work for someone and came to find out that they, he and his wife both got arrested for it. Oh so shit! I was like, "Word!" Did they did they subpoena you for no 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 no? no. Oh, okay, because my work with them, my work with him, preceded him diving. Because there were a couple times where he was like. I knew he wasn't making money because he wasn't very good at rapping. So I knew he didn't really have money. But he was like, yo, man, you ought to quit your job full time. Come do little work for me, man. You know, I can, I can, you know, I, I'm here, I'm there, I'm whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got oh, Alexis, go. Texas coming to see me next week. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. You know, I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> no, sir. And then just, it just, it just. That was just a vibe, and then and I just and I just stopped coming around. I was like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm 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 busy now. Yeah, the seedier it gets, I ain't folding for Alexis, Texas. Yeah, and like a year later, oh, he was, he was, caught up on that he shit was on the news. News. Um, let's see anything else. Press uh, prior press on making the band alum has noted he has links to the Baltimore area. Of course, I told you, I knew it was Baltimore. Um. Ratchet capital of the world, um, yeah, that was so. That's pretty. That's pretty random. Uh, what else is going on, Freddie P? No, we're not talking. I'm not talking about anybody else from the band. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Unless it's why. Well, no. Yeah. I'm Elliot Ness ain't even worth the jokes. Yeah. Oh man, that 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 was a weird era of rap. And yes, I call the making the band era an era of rap. Yeah. Because that was peak Diddy. That was peak Diddy. That was Diddy trying to make Fetch happen. That was Diddy making Diddy happen. Because in my head, he is still and always will be Puff. 
Rest in peace to Danny D. Kane. Oh, oh. Well, you know what? That's a sacrifice. Danny Kane had to, Danny Kane had to burn uh so that Don Rashard could rise. What is she doing? Uh she's she's still, she still Yeah. Okay. She out there. Good job. She out there. And, and and the thing is, is that she's not as out like she's not as out there as say a Normani or say a, mm-hmm. a Snow, but her fan base is fucking rabid. All the chicks I know fuck with Dawn heavily because she weird. They fuck tough with Dawn. I didn't I didn't notice until a dear friend, dear ex of mine was like, I love her. I love her. I want I want her to come back on tour. Yeah, she never stopped. Okay, I see Dawn still out here. Good job. Oh, and the second line album, this uh, this is hard. I was introduced to this. This, this is a hard-ass album. I was, I was just looking at the, the record label, just making sure it wasn't bad. But right. Good job. <laughs> no, she got the fuck, she got the fuck out of Good Dodge. Good job. Congrats. Right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, yeah, clap yeah. her up. Clap her up, please. All right. You might be getting your publishing. Good for you. <laughs> Escape from bad boy. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. Oh man, we got we we did music. We didn't even do the RIPs. RIP to a cornerstone of hip hop, uh, Mister Kevin Grayson, aka DJ K Slay. Um, very. Uh, and I don't. I, I don't have the information in front of me. Mad young though. Uh, he died from COVID. He had a. Oh, it was. Oh, he. Oh, was he was a, still going through it with COVID. Yeah, it was like a something like a four month battle. Yeah, with COVID or something like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The pandemic is not over, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I, that's a, I, I yeah. mean that seems like a that seems like a fucked up way to put that. But the pandemic is not over, y'all. And we cannot forget if you've survived COVID, get checked on. Yeah. If you survived COVID, even if you're feeling good, get checked on, bro. Because there are people who have had some lasting effects from COVID, and um, you know, and don't and didn't don't even realize it till it's too late. My man, uh, Burn, yeah, Burn had a had a horrible battle with COVID. We was feeling better. It turned out that he had a bunch of blood clots. Damn. Um, I mean, from from various things, but mostly affected by COVID, and the fact that he made it, and you know, it, the, the they wanted to write like a medical journal about the fact that he survived. Damn, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, this shit ain't over, and that, even after this shit is over, go ahead and get checked on. Put that insurance to good work. I'm just saying, yeah, man. Um, but all that to say, K. Slay is uh, see, and this is why and this is why I'm I'm glad we're doing Patreon because Patreon I can play whatever fucking music I I play whatever fucking music I want when I want to. Yeah. Um, I'm no Patreon didn't have any rules about that actually. Oh, I don't know. No, they don't have any rules about that. K. Slay's a street sweeper. Though. The street sweeper. Oh man. Uh, to this day, 
and you know, it's, it, it, too much for me is is still the truth. And I think there was a whole like story about when they were filming that video, and Nas would not be in the video. And I love the I love how rap happens because Nas wouldn't do the video. I think because they wouldn't film it in Queens or some shit. And Loon got to do a verse on the song. And, you know, that's got to be a big thing. Nas can't make it, so come through. That's got to be a big deal. I, I don't know how New York rap exactly works, but. Because I know I wouldn't shoot a video on the north side. Uh, yeah, that's true. Y'all got to come down here. No, nah, y'all ain't gonna catch me in no in no north side. I was Studiemont looking ass, Mister A's. What the fuck are y'all? What the fuck y'all doing, Mister Mister A's? Is literally a former strip club that was made into a bar, and only not even really just made into a bar because all the walls and shit still have mirrors. Hey hey, and you can see where the pole used to be. P Valley, oh, that P Valley boy, um. Also, Mr. A's has saloon doors. That is just indicative of how weird the north side is. I, the entry doors are like a, they're saloon doors. Okay. I used to do poetry over there all the time. The north side is a weird place. They don't have parking. They have a field. They, have, they don't have culture. Well, yeah, there is that. There is that. God, it's like, it's like Houston's own little piece of Dallas. Yeah. I've always called it South Dallas. <laughs> the annex of Dallas. Yes. <laughs> um, rest in peace, K-Slay. Our legends yeah. are going, man. Our legends are going, and no legends are replacing them. No. I've said this for a long time. We have legends going, and legends are not replacing them. Combat Jack is gone. Yeah. And no, And you know who's replacing him? DJ Academics. Oh, that's not funny. Well, it, it's funny. No, it's hilarious. But no, Charlemagne the God. Oh yeah, we're good. Like again, like I said with Future, that we are living in the era of Future. Mm-hmm. When when we talk about podcasting, we're gonna have about black podcasting and about hip hop podcasting. We're gonna have to talk about Charlemagne the God for better or worse. Mm. What the fuck are we going to do? Anyway, uh, keep doing this shit. Um, so, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Mike Tyson whooped a white boy's ass on an airline flight. Uh, basically, the white boy asked him for an autograph. Was, it, was that how it worked? The white boy asked him for an autograph. That's how it started, yeah. And I think he what he obliged or or didn't I or don't know did something like that but it was, it was amicable and it was friendly yeah and he was sitting behind Mike so he kept, he just kept started he just kept pestering him and it was some it was another unrelated stranger who was filming this whole exchange sometimes you just know when there's a stupid ass white boy about to do some stupid ass shit and you have to get you have to document it for the rest of the culture. Hey, um, that and shout out to that unsung hero who no one has identified or recognized for their sacrifice. He doesn't need to step forward. He was just doing it for the culture. I'm right, right. <laughs> that shout out to that unknown soldier. 
Go ahead and hit that unknown soldier with the air horns. Salute to you, man. Real hero. Not all heroes wear capes. So, so the guy is sitting behind Mike Tyson, and he is clearly antagonizing him. Yeah. Not even antagonizing. It's part, like, antagonizing him, but it's also kind of performing for this unknown person filming the exchange. Yeah. And just wants to be seen in frame with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson once said, one of the greatest tricks the internet has played on folks is making them believe that they can talk shit without getting their asses beat. Real talk. And in a, in a very simple two-step program, this young man found out that Mike Tyson's words rang true. Step one, fuck around. Step two, find out. Speak on it, son. It's true. And he found out. And he found out. Because, he found out several times. Because there was a hard cut. And next thing we saw, there was an alternate angle of Mike Tyson just repeatedly pounding his fists into this man's head. Hit him with that, hit him with that Donnie Yen machine gun. Pip, 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 pip. You, huh. could, you could hear it. You could yeah. hear the punches connecting. Come, come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. You don't have to do this, Mike. Chill out, bro. Shit. Shit. Why Whoop his ass, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Fuck him up. Um... And he and it, the white now the white boy was a good sport because that unknown soldier was like, "Hey, come over and look at the camera." <laughs> his ass was still whooped, bloodied, fucked up. I mean, his he was Conor McGregor whooped. He had knuckle prints in his forehead. Hell yeah, pull some pull some proper twelve on that shit. Now, real G's like us know there is no age, none that Mike Tyson will reach where he cannot whoop my ass. This is true. This is true. I, I, there is no doubt in my mind that there is never going to be a point in that man's life. He could be a double arm amputee. I'm still not fucking with Mike Tyson. He will beat the brakes off of, of your ass. All people. You it's know the true. man is crazy. This man has been telling y'all for years that he'd be waiting for an excuse to let that animal out. And when he can't let the animal out, he said this on his podcast that he feels like a bitch. Yes. He said this shit. He says that. Where people can hear him. This man used to cry before his fights because he was was already, he was afraid of what he was going to do to the other person. And then he would do it to the other person. Remember how Melvin from Baby Boy freaked out? Ving Rhames beat Tyrese's ass and he was like, I got three strikes to try to fuck with a nigga. That's what goes on in Mike Tyson's head every fucking day. Except Mike Tyson pretty much has impunity at this point. Well, yeah, that's right. That's true, too. And so if you're seen antagonizing Mike Tyson, whatever you receive, you, you deserved. deserved it. Period. Because I know for a fact I'm approaching Mike Tyson with the utmost respect. What up, champ? Good to meet you. Big fan. You have a great day. And what's funniest about this is there was a lot of like, see, because the fact that we made Will Smith a villain for slapping somebody for disrespecting them and Mike Tyson a hero for fucking somebody up 
for disrespecting them in the same breath says a lot about what uh, says a lot about us in 2022. A little different. A little different. Let me cook. Wait a minute. Let okay. me cook. And even the response is different. And I get why the response is different, but you didn't you didn't hear a lot of that. Oh man, when a man disrespects you, when a man put his hands over you on some words, oh man, we gotta have it out. Oh, I got to have you then. You didn't hear all that. It was a because you remember just a few weeks ago, it was a lot of people who all of a sudden convinced themselves that they could whoop Will Smith's ass. Oh, we would have been we would have been wrestling on the floor. Oh, we would have been in a fight. Oh, we would have been we would have been fighting. We'd been fucking the Oscars up. You wouldn't have done a goddamn thing. You wouldn't have done shit. I, I say the the same thing that I said to the Will Smith shit applies to this one. At some point, people are going to get pushed too far, and I think Mike Tyson, in the few seconds of restraint that I saw. Showed more restraint than I think any of us. Well, he showed more restraint than I would have had. Because the first time I would have seen dude hovering over me, we both would have been off the flight. It would have been a problem. It would have been a problem. It would have been a real problem. But at some point, people are going to get pushed too far. And there's a difference between Will Smith slapping you and Mike Tyson putting them hands on you. And I wanted to hear the same responses. Come on, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp can't whoop Mike Tyson's ass. <laughs> that's see, that's the big difference. The big difference is you're gonna talk shit if you feel like you can whoop that person's ass. That's true. Nobody feels threatened by Will's hands. They should. But I ain't no, gonna lie to you. They should. But ain't nobody talking shit to Mike Tyson. Nobody. No one. No one. Donnie Ian fought him for fake. <laughs> and ain't talking shit to him. Yeah. I mean, it should. He almost beat the brakes off of Donnie Yen, too. I seen Mike Tyson square up on a photographer that he didn't know was in the room. <laughs> you know? I, like, <laughs> fuck you doing, man? Oh, no, Mike, he's with me. Oh, okay, okay. Boy. You got you to you tell and me he, that. And he talked like somebody who knows he can whoop anybody's ass. I remember when, they asked, when, when Freddie Gibbs was explaining to him who Dr. Umar was. And he didn't say, oh, what's his thing or what's he about? He goes, What's his problem? Yeah. <laughs> That's a nigga that can fight. Yeah. That's a nigga that can fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> Dr. Umar, even though Dr. Umar was talking shit from a safe, a safe distance. He was talking cash shit, wasn't he? Yeah. And then try to clean it up. Nah, bro. But, you know, Dr. Umar just going to let Mike assume that he got a problem. Because I know if, 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 if Mike Tyson listened to this podcast and said, what the fuck is wrong with those guys? I'd be like. Yep, you know, you, you're probably right. We're issuing a real grown-up ass apology. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the first, oh, 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 it's going to be the flowers. It's going to be humans ain't shit. <laughs> Shout out to our newest listener, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. No, Top we, three people that can shut the fuck up. <laughs> us. Number three, us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, And then, and, and now it turns out that this dude, has like a criminal has like a criminal record and he has like a history of antagonizing people like this. Don't say. Um this motherfucker first of all might go fuck around and do the complete opposite of what he should have done and he just go he just going to start suing the airline. Why the fuck did you why the fuck did y'all put this criminal this delinquent behind me? Mm. You know I have mental health issues right now. I'm medicating um, I'm medicating for my 
for my panic attacks. Um, this is why he's all into cannabis and shit. I'm currently medicating for these things. Um, why would y'all seat me on the plane behind this lunatic, behind this 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 delinquent, this animal? Why would y'all do that? Where are the fathers? And he go, where are the father figures? He don't own the motherfucking airline. I don't know what airline that was. Where he was also where Mike Tyson was riding coach. What Not even that? business class. That wasn't business class. I, no, I that, them seats look small. That wasn't a business class. Okay. Um, Trey Song strikes again. I, this motherfucker is a menace. What has he done now? This motherfucker is a menace. They have a video of him. I don't know when the video was from, but he was at, maybe he was at some party, and it was a white girl next to him. He just he just took it upon himself. The white girl wasn't even fucking with him to just pull the white girl's titty out and hold on to it and scream titty in the open, everybody. Okay. Trey oh. Songs is Okay. Trey Songs is a fucking menace. So he, uh, He's a, just a half step down from the motherfuckers uh naked in the in the trench coats. So by the time he gets to the by the time he gets to court, he sexually assaulted a white woman. Pretty much. Oh, and it was a white woman? Oh yeah. And yeah. she's suing him for five mil? Let me tell you something. She's gonna get ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you grow up a white woman. Five five mil is the starting price. And it's on, is it on video? Yes. Yes, he's it's literally it's literally him grabbing the titty, screaming titty in the open. Trey Songs is a weird motherfucker, dog. Roy Rory from Roy and Maul was right. Um we're gonna be talking about surviving Trey Songs in five years. I just wanna put it out there. I said that. First, I said that I don't play no games, and nobody listened to me. See, look at that. And a spring break-ass white girl, too. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. yeah they, she, they got him. The, her, initial, her initial reaction was, oh, and then once it sunk in. Yeah, she it was very oh, uncomfortable. Oh man. She's gonna walk into court with a neck brace. Oh man. Oh Yeah, they got him. They got oh. him. Oh Tremaine Alden Neverson. He paying that he paying that he paying that five mil. That fifteen mil. He paying every bit of it. And then they're gonna add some pain and suffering in there too. That girl gonna own his wife and kids. Damn, reverse reparations. You, ain't, I'm telling you, you ain't lying. <laughs> Trey Songz is a fucking menace. He, he really is. Which state for is, real? Which state is gonna be the first state to like do reverse reparations? Where when black people start committing crimes, they'll allow them back into like white slavery. Oh shit. The answer, uh, the answer is Florida, by the way. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it's either it's either Florida or Arkansas. The answer is Florida, most likely. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is wrong with Trey Songs? Well, we know what's wrong with Trey Songs. He's good looking. And he's never had any accountability. Where are the fathers? 
Y'all need to y'all need to start talking to your kids before they out here flipping titties out in public. For real. What the fuck? Like, and a white titty. And she was just sitting there chilling. And he was just like, flip, flip. What happened to the era of young, shrewd black men that had a healthy fear of white titties? They weren't getting laid. Also true. Also true. Unfortunately. Correct. Um, also, white women started making them feel too comfortable. Yeah. Um, with a lust for black dick, which we'll get to a little later. Oh, okay. Uh, Meg the Stallion was crying on camera. So. It's a wrap. Uh, boy. Well, so first at Coachella. She was uh she came up with she she well not came up with she had some bars for Tori. Some some bars bars for Tori. And my favorite part of the bars was that she suggested that the only reason Tori gets bitches now is because Meg is is because uh he was standing next to Meg the Stallion. I mean I can't refute this. Good work. I look it, we all know the power of a good mouthpiece. Even if you're not fucking her. Even if you're not fucking her, someone out there is curious. What put him next to her? And they wanna and, and they wanna know they wanna know what it was and they want a sample. Happens all the time. So some chick comes to my poetry show and they want and and then the other niggas want to know how I pulled. I didn't pull. I invited I invited her to the show because I want to make money. And some nigga waiting in the wing, waiting in the wings talking about teach me. Business one. It's <laughs> <laughs> some nigga waiting in the wings talking about teach me and some chick that's like, oh, you wasn't saying all that to old girl that I saw you with. Anyway. Tori definitely. Anyway. Um and now Meg the Stallion is on camera. I don't I don't want to make it sound like like I'm saying it's fake, because I don't think it is. But is on camera crying. In an interview with Gail King. It's a wrap. It's it's over for Tori. It's over. It's over. And you know where it is? He only he did it to himself. You know how he did it to himself? He was the first one out here talking shit. Them little what them little whack raps. Them little sly comments on Twitter and Instagram. Uh the truth will come out. I will be exonerated. This, that, and the third. All them little, all them little sub disses and shit. Meg Thee Stallion got a machine behind her, and she said, "I'm gonna show you how to talk some shit on the internet. I'm gonna give you exactly what the fuck you're looking for." And so far, has done so. The diss was kind of fire, very reminiscent of uh, Lil Kim in 1996. Um. She put out Plan B. All these girls, are, uh, it's a hit. It's a hit. The girls like it. Danny already memorizing it. 
committing it to memory, mm. making a little tweet bot for it. And now, the coup de gras, she gets to tell her story and cry in front of Gail King. I'm not saying she, now, now I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that she actually just faked this shit for the sake of throwing Tory under the bus. But if you let, but if you let someone you did wrong get their tears out in front of Gail King, it is over for you. Lost. You lost, period. And you should have left her the fuck alone and kept your fucking mouth shut and let all the, and let whatever you thought was going to come out in the court come out in the court. But you running your mouth to DJ Academics. This this nigga looks like a nigga who looks like Boo Boo the Bear was in Def Jam Fight for New York. Damn. Double homicide. It, 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 like what would the, what the fuck were you thinking? You weren't. Obviously nothing. You weren't because you have been, you have been engaging in prime niggas who can't fight behavior. Because we've all seen you can't fight. How you try to get in the middle of two niggas fighting, <laughs> swing one. on two unexpected, unsuspected niggas, miss them both, and still catch an L? <laughs> how you how you start some shit with Royster Five Nine and make up and make up and make friends with him overnight? The second he even blinks your way, that's what a rocket launcher will do. It, it'll change your mind fast. <laughs> You yeah. ain't lying. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad she got a chance to put her uh, her story out there, you know, on her terms. Likewise, and yeah, I mean, fuck him, fuck him, and, and fuck all these niggas, man. Fuck him, fuck Tory, not no, fuck him, fuck Trey Songs. Mm-hmm. These some sick niggas, man. This, this nigga, according to her, this nigga really shot at her. It was like dance, bitch. And also, what is fuck? I really want to. Un- I want one of these red pill ass fuck niggas to make me understand. What is funny about Meg Thee Stallion getting shot? What's funny about that? And what's funny about that? And 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 a fuck niggas already came at me. Was like, well, what was funny? When, what was funny about when Fab got shot? Nothing. Nothing. What was funny about when Cam got shot? Nothing. I even know maybe Cam did get shot. I think he got robbed at a stoplight or something. Yeah, but I mean, people aren't. That's not funny. Nobody was laughing at that, and nobody has gone through as much scrutiny as Meg The Stallion for getting shot. We didn't have to see uh, Boozy's uh, bullet wounds on Instagram to believe him. We didn't have to see Troy Av's murder weapon. We didn't have to see Troy Av's uh, uh, medical records from Cedar Sinai or wherever to believe him when he got shot. Only Megan. Only Megan. I've never heard of so much scrutiny behind a rapper getting shot ever before. Where are the fathers? <laughs> Where are the fathers? Fuck them. Fuck him! Fucking, fucking, yeah. I, I just, it, we have to talk about ultimatum. 
We have to talk about the ultimatum. It's your fault? It's, uh, technically, yes. I, I had no idea this show existed. You know, I don't really fuck with trash TV like that. The ultimatum is, a, for those of you who don't know, the ultimatum is a reality show on Netflix about married couples, oh, not about married couples, about um, uh, about monogamous relationships where one person issues an ultimatum that they need they need the prospect of marriage to be implemented into the relationship or they or they're they're gonna have to move around. The idea behind this, this is hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey, who I am convinced are still going through it. I'm convinced that Nick Lachey has had enough. Um but not in a way that he's actually going to leave. No. Um, in a way where he has just been defeated. Like, <laughs> I, I I love a good defeated husband. <sighs> <laughs> you know the you you sent me a message and said this is the messiest show ever, and unfortunately. My curiosity would not let me get the uh, – it, it wouldn't let me be still. It was messy as fuck. So I sat there, whatever weekend it was, a couple weekends ago, and, and watched all of it. I, 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 I told myself and I told people that I care about that I would only watch one episode. But my dumb ass sat there and watched a bunch of 25-year-olds who had been in relationships no more than two years talk about – Either marry me or else. Now, for those of you that don't know the premise of the show, like I said, one person in the relationship says, marry me or else. So what do we do? We go into this show where there are five other couples, and then we agree that for three weeks, we will swap partners with somebody else and live with this other person's partner for three weeks as if we were married. And then after that, we will go back for another three weeks and live with our with, live with the people that we came in with. Nothing could go wrong. All living in the same building, in the same building, all have to watch each other going through this, going on the same dates in the same building. There, so they were all from Austin, living in Austin, right? Still working in Austin, right? And still able to see their friends and families. And have phones and internet and all these other things. Took the, they, they took the they took their new others to meet their families. Yes. Oh man, they went through the whole nine yards of dating in three weeks, and then had to go back to their OG partners. I predicted that none of the none of the couples would survive it. Well, because they all need therapy, and I was basically right. Oh, you were. Yeah. You were, because let me tell you something. The funniest part is that, first of all, it's genius. It's genius manipulation to do the it, because it was basically it started out basically speed dating. Yeah, and then you have to watch your partner pick who they're gonna pick. Yeah, and there's a lot involved in here. We could unpack and we could unpack a lot of this all day. But one of the things that I noticed is that she. Just because you're with your partner doesn't mean that you're necessarily what your partner usually likes. I think that's the case for most people. 
that is so. This is an insight, in a way, into what your partner likes. Yeah. And first, when it started, all the women liked Colby, the sociopath, the good-looking dude who wants you to think nothing's wrong with him and is always smiling, even though he has no idea what the fuck is going on. All them, all them women wanted to fuck Colby. And the best part is that when everybody started picking whether or not they were going to stay married or whether they're going to choose another partner to live with for three weeks, the chick, Colby chose a chick whose partner was about to choose somebody else. Yeah. And when he saw him choose her, he immediately got up and asked the chick to marry him. After somebody else had already done the same. Colby, the he all all poor Hunter saw was the fear. He saw he saw the picture in his head of Colby blowing her back out for three weeks. And he had to intervene. And he proposed and nothing happened. And nothing came of it, and they're still in therapy yeah. because she doesn't want children. And he knew that. And I think the one couple that got married right that decided to get married right away, the other couple that decided Alexis and whoever, the forty year old bitch. um, No, she's twenty five in plastic surgery. I would say them titties are twenty five. Alexis had told everybody had had been telling everybody who would listen that she really was only fucking with dude for his money. And guess what? And guess what? That dude folded like a chair. And his mother is planning the wedding. Of course she is. Um, But the real clincher is the part where they have to go back to their partner. Because every it all ended in every single person that went back to their partner after the three weeks... It all it, it all resulted in a fight every time. So did you have fun fucking her? I call this indecent proposal. The series. <laughs> did they break up an indecent proposal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what's great? <clears throat> what's great is that all the women. Not all the well, yeah, pretty much all the women showed how insecure they were, because two of the chicks, the first thing they did night one of being back with their partner is go through their phone. Yep. Oh, he left his Apple Watch on, so I looked at it. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know much about Apple, but I don't think Apple watches are that easy to get into. I mean, mine has a six-digit code that you have to punch in. Oh, hell. And it's it's literally a number that only I know. That's a sneaky bitch. Let me tell you something. Uh, that's what... I'm going to start putting my face on all my shit. Well, then all you got to do, if you're asleep, all they're going to do is go... Oh, yeah, that's true, too. See, mine, mine still has the numbers. Oh, you have the numbers? I have the motion, the, the, I have an the iPhone, gesture. So I don't know. And the only reason, honestly, the only reason mine has a numbers is because I accidentally turned off the face thing and don't really oh, care okay. about turning it back on. I don't care. I if if anyone ever goes to my phone, they will be bored to tears. 
Nigga, you really talk about Marvel movies a lot. <laughs> yep. Yep, I do. And the other one had videos in the club of what's her name? Ray uh twerking on the on, on top of the table. Absolutely. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Absolutely. Do these black men pass the Jamal test? No. 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 All corny. All of them. All of uh, all corny except Zay, who's a dumbass. He's corny too, in his own way. None of these niggas wear socks. None of them. Ever. None of these niggas ever wore socks. But also Austin. Oh yeah. That's it, it, true. it takes place in Austin. Okay. So. That's fair. Um yeah, all these niggas were corny. Um, let's see. Jake was corny. Well, Jake was light skinned. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. Yeah. Jake was light skinned corny. Um, I, I assume that was his white half. Um mm-hmm. Randall was corny. Yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Randall and Shanique, it was hard for me to figure out all reality shows like this have a villain. And this show had many villains to pick from. One of the villains was Randall's girl, Shanique. Shanique is insane. Shanique is jealous and insane. I didn't realize how insane she was until we saw that her parents were West Indian. Oh, yeah. And she seemed a little too normal to have West Indian parents. Oh, yeah. But then later on in the series, we would come to find out that. she There was a whole scene of her perpetually walking away from Randall on the, uh, out, out in the middle of the night in the street. And him looking pathetic, walking after her. You know who he is? He's merch from the best man. Mm. He is. Remember, remember before uh, Merch met Regina Hall. Yeah, and he and he just kept running behind, running behind that old needy bitch. That was Randall. That was Randall. The whole time, what you brought me on this thing, and now you mad that I'm going out with somebody else. What was I supposed to do? You were supposed to sit inside and miss me for three weeks. You dumb! Bitch. I was I was so mad. I that ran me so hot, and the fact that he passed, he loves you so much, he passed on pussy, because the white girl wanted nothing more than to fuck him. The white girl wanted to fuck him so bad. The irony of it all is, in Shanice's Shanique's last night with uh, Zay, she was like, "Well." Looks like everybody else on this show is, uh, you know, taking advantage of the rules. They're just using this as a free pass. We could go back to the room if you want. Yeah, you want to get out of here? And Zay, being a nigga, I was like, oh. <laughs> Zay looked like exactly the type of niggas that that Hitch be trying to teach be trying to teach better. He looks like a Trey Songs type. Of. It's it's funny because don't be listening to a damn thing they're saying because she actually did what she accused Randall of doing. Randall of doing, and, and Randall passed. This show was dumb, but I sat there and watched every minute of it. Fam, Nick, I want Nick Lachey to blink and let us know that he's okay. He'll be all right. 
He is. He looks defeated. As long as Vanessa Manolo remains in control, he'll be okay. He looks defeated, and he looks like he's just giving Vanessa a platform to try to be one of these. She's uh, she trying to be the new. She's trying to be the new. Like she's trying to put like a new, like the real, the view, the whatever. She's trying to put some of that shit together. I see her. Mm-hmm. I see her. She's trying real hard to get her little Oprah on and putting all the Knicks business out there. Like her, Aisha Curry. <laughs> <laughs> all the cornballs. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. And going through the phone, I remember when we went through that. I still don't know how Nick found out my password. Nick's like, what the fuck did I do? What my name in it? Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, dear. Yes. Nick looked like he just perpetually had enough. I don't know how I knew either. Oh, man. That is funny. That is funny. The ultimatum is some wild shit. And one of these days, it, probably on Patreon, I really want to unpack what I feel like the ultimatum says about how we treat marriage as a whole. Woo! Because we created that shit. Yeah. But that's a, that's a whole other discussion. For a whole other episode. I like that idea. I'm writing that down. Okay. Um, We'll do that. And we'll do that with a couple of these reality shows, actually. Um, That's a good place to take a break, actually. We're going to be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Mm-hmm. I was about to press the wrong button. We are back. Uh-huh. We are black. Yeah. We are opinionated. Yeah, yeah. And y'all will notice that we have not been drinking no. lately. Um, it's coming. And I, <laughs> I have not completely abstained from drinking. I'll have like Friday nights I will have a drink. Like I'll ha- like I'll have some I'll have some hot tea or some sweet tea or something and throw a little throw a little splash of whiskey in there. Making these hot toddies. Yeah, pretty much. Um but the the hardcore drinking, it has not ceased. Don't get happy. It's also Monday night. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's like yeah, it is Monday night. That's also true. Um, but it's all for it's all it's all getting greater later, man. I, I'm just I'm embracing water right now and being healthy and all that shit. There we go. Um, I you know I I tonight I had a little fast food, but. It's Monday, and I didn't have time to grab anything healthy, and you know, whatever. But making strides, making mm-hmm. strides, getting back in the gym, all that shit. Let's go. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Boy, white people is on one this week mm. and last week. Fam. Elon Musk, as we as we are speaking, Elon Musk, the deal is done. It is sealed. Elon Musk bought Twitter for like forty four billion or some shit. Yep. Um, 
I, I'm still not going to check my mentions on Twitter. The, and, and people are all like, well, what, well, what's so bad about that? Do we have to really deep dive further than we've already seen how Elon Musk treats black employees? We really don't have to go any, any further past that. But if you really want to know what the problem is here, there are just so it's kind of the same problem that people had with uh Disney buying out all the properties from like 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. and that it's going to kind of bottleneck creativity and there shouldn't be so many major innovations of the 21st century being bottlenecked and funneled through this one mind. This one mind who is flawed and corrupt and we already know how fucked up and we already know how inherently evil the concept of a billionaire is. So it's kind of so it's kind of like sure there could be some good things to come from it, but mostly bad things. That's kind of how I feel. I can't name them all. I can't name them all in a in a round robin right here. But I don't think anything's good is going to come from a guy who sells flamethrowers and randomly shoots cars out into space. I don't. It it won't change anything that I do with Twitter, which is next to nothing. Twitter's already a fucking animal house. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it becomes a private company now, which means he's not beholden to, you know, shareholder votes and, and opinions and all that. So he can, you know, he can make it a platform that doesn't censor anything if, if he wants to do that. Also, yeah. he he disagreed with Trump being yeah exiled from Twitter. So he could very easily bring Trump back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew that it was bad when Tucker Carlson was excited about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. If Tucker Carlson agrees with you, you're probably wrong. Yeah, I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. It, that's an easy litmus test to know something's stupid or not. Um, so I'm not. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not very hype about it. And for everybody going, oh, well, where are we going after this? Since we. Okay. So we all leaving, right? No, you're not. Yeah, I ain't going anywhere. You're not. You're not. Your old You're, asses ain't going to TikTok. Y'all not y'all y'all aren't gonna resurrect Black Planet like y'all been talking about for the past ten years. Ain't going back to MySpace or the new MySpace owned by Justin Timberlake. None of that. None of that. Y'all not y'all y'all aren't gonna revive LO. Mm, y'all not going back to message boards. No, oh, absolutely not. We're not doing that. Y'all aren't y'all aren't uh divesting to Reddit where all the where they where they make racist internet thoughts. Yeah, y'all are gonna stay right where you are. Exactly, y'all, y'all are comfortable. Be, y'all are gonna be on Twitter complaining about Twitter. Yep, and um, until it's time to until it's time to evaluate Clubhouse again, and Elon Musk buys that some shit y'all some other shit y'all made popular for somebody else to get rich off of. Um, so yeah, y'all 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 are officially the old people that live in Tornado Alley that refuse to move. Pretty much. Um, what else we got? Oh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp versus uh, Amber Heard. Um, wow. So, uh, as a lot of you know, 
Johnny Depp and his ex-wife now, I guess, or soon-to-be ex-wife, Amber Heard, have been going through a lot of ugly divorce proceedings. It has really become a war of the roses, a war of a war of like the wilted, uh, overly pruned roses. Um, these two motherfuckers are fighting the fight. They're just fighting just to fight. Um, the idea is that um, Amber Heard did a lot to paint Johnny Depp as an abuser, which I still believe he is. And now Johnny Depp has been saying for the longest that he has proof that Amber Heard is, in fact, an abuser. And so far from the proceedings, what it sounds like is that they are both abusers. Yes. And yet half the internet is pretending that this is some fucking win for Johnny Depp, that he has been, like, vindicated or some shit, which is just stupid. Which is stupid. Clearly, Johnny Depp is a controlling, violent human being. Also, I I don't understand why we have to... Like see the, all the details of this divorce proceeding. Like I don't, I don't care if because they want because that's what they want. Yeah, I don't care if Amber heard shit in the bed to make a point to him. <laughs> I don't care if he called her a slippery whore who he mistakenly left his jizz in. I don't care about any of that kind of stuff. Like I, I genuinely don't. I just want them both to shut the fuck up what they're both doing is trying to win over the 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 court of public opinion um and things are like this are always going to be divisive is went over the court of public opinion and they're both they're going to keep going to courts they're going to keep taking each other to court so they can each respectively hear a, yet another judge and another jury tell them that they're right or that they're wrong or whatever they're, they're going to keep doing this. And it's worthless. I mean, it's two white people, so it's worthless to me. Let that shit go. Man. Honestly, I think Johnny Depp is just doing this so he can get some money, so, so he can get some money out of her because this divorce has been very expensive on him and is already kind of well-documented rumor that he is uh, semi-broke uh, because he spends his money like a fucking asshole. Um, shooting his friend's ashes off into the sky with a home with a with a with a cannon he paid to have built from the ground up. Who the fuck buys it anyway? Anyway, buys a whole cul-de-sac of houses for shits and giggles. Hey, hey. Um, and 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 has tunnels built to connect them. Oh, do you remember that shit? He, he tried to have tunnels built to connect this whole cul-de-sac of houses, and there's one guy who lives in a who lives right in, right in the middle of them, whose house would be key, and he refuses to sell to Johnny Depp just because fuck Johnny Depp. I think that man's the real MVP. To be honest with you, I don't know. Suck my dick, and you got to build a ton, and you got to get past, and you got to build around my house to build your fucking asshole tunnels, dickhead. I love it. I love it. Obscure these white people. Obscure these white people's path at any, at any given opportunity. Fuck these white people, man. Fuck Johnny Depp. 
What was Johnny Depp's last slap? Ariel sitting at home. Ariel sitting at home talking about uh, the court, the, the 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 wizarding world of Grindelwald or whatever. No, I don't care about the Harry Potter prequels. I heard that shit don't really hit. I I I did. I heard it don't slap. Um, what was what was Johnny Depp's last slap? I don't know. <laughs> it's been that long. I'm not even going to put thought behind it because I don't care. Here's 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 one for you. We're going to move on. This isn't something we have to spend a lot of time on. What was Michael Pena's last slap? Ant Man two. No 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 no. Michael Pena. Like Narcos like, Mexico. Like you know how Michael Pena had crash, and that like catapulted him. It feels like he didn't cat. He didn't really like. Fully capitalize on that, maybe. Nah, I mean, he doesn't have the range for it, but I think Narcos Mexico. Oh, he, oh, he was in Narcos. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fair he enough. Died. Spoiler. Okay, fair enough. I, it's Narcos. It, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Everybody died. Everybody died. <laughs> um, yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, what was, what was the last Michael Pena slap that really just capitalized on the promise of his career? Yeah. And the last thing I could think of was maybe he was in The Martian. Maybe. But that didn't really. You didn't, you didn't notice Michael Pena if you weren't looking for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, y'all know y'all know what it is. Um, uh, Sidra Racist Stories, Real Life Racist Encounters. Uh, questions for myself, D. Randall. Anything you, uh, uh, any, any questions you have for us or any guests, opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Uh, or go to opinionswhileblack.com where you can uh, learn more about the Lee Sober Team in podcasting, uh, ways to listen to us, ways to buy merch. And pretty soon, how to get on Patreon. There we go. Uh, we'll be back. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know that shit by now. Uh, Houston's most savage podcast. Savage. Pour up. And we are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this sober, drinking water and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That's right. We're trying different things, man. Uh, I feel like a fucking hippie saying <laughs> that. But um, we got listener letters. Oh, hey, hey. We got listener letters. Let me check the Twitters. Load, damn you. There we go. There we go. It's coming. Okay. So. Uh, going to Tracy Cornelius. What's your favorite non-English song or artist? Excluding K-pop. <laughs> you gotta worry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, does, uh, does tongue count? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Guantanamera, the original Guantanamera. Yes. Guantanamera, Juanita Guantanamera, Guantanamera, Juanita. 
Squad. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. That's the first one that came to mind. That's yeah. the first one that came to mind for me, too, actually. Yeah. Um, or anything that D'Angelo sings. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga be singing in parcel tongue. Yeah. There's a, what was the name of his last album? Uh, Black Messiah. Yeah, that's definitely foreign language. It, it qualifies. <laughs> I I remember seeing the lyric sheet and like, man, this nigga wasn't saying nothing close to that. But I guess, um, I will admit, as much as like fuck Takashi Six Nine, I count Gummo his 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 song, um, as non English. I do. Bitty blicky oh busy with the stiffy oh Oh yeah <laughs> That's uh Yeah <laughs> That's something isn't it I mean with, with that in mind so anything by young thug Oh yeah Yeah that's true too Yeah you're right Yeah Future Oh man future is perfectly understandable <laughs> You just hating. <laughs> hating from outside the club because you can't get in. Um, I listen to a lot of reggae, so I'm sure. I, I, yeah, uh, so I, I'm sure there's someone there. There's a song that I can't think of right now or something. Yeah. But yeah, I listen to a lot of reggae, so uh, definitely that shit. Watch out, um, uh, Tim, the people's critic. What up, Tim? Wants to know if you open Twitter, if you owned Twitter, what changes would you make? I would call it black Twitter. Get out of my fucking head. I would just rename it black Twitter. I wouldn't change anything about it except to rename it black Twitter and see what happens. I would have like a black sector. Like I like I was thinking something like that. Like No, no, that's segregation. <laughs> that's segregation. <laughs> that, that, that's true. I'm gonna call the whole thing just black Twitter. And let the white people deal with just it. Just let them like, huh? Why is it they're all white Twitter? Because you know that's what's coming. Well, you had 15 years, nigga. I would say, I would say, you, you, nigga, you late. Um, oh, uh, Nerd King, Hal Allen, wants to know, y'all on uh, uh, Instagram says, y'all all right? Anyway, thanks for putting me on. Oh, thanks for putting me on to P800. I've been singing Douglas Quaid all day. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to Scotty motherfucking spit. Yeah. Uh, his latest, uh, his latest effort, P eight hundred, yep, yep. is available now on all streamers. That's right. Uh, Spotify, Apple, all the all the hot shits. Y'all know the deal. Still slapping. So, it, bruh, still gets me to work, man. Um, let's see. Going to the email bag. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't go to the email bag often enough. All right. Uh, I I actually I had to do a hard restart. And I forgot that I didn't put the other the opinions while black account on here. Uh oh. Um. So there was it, it, there wasn't much. It was a bunch of bullshit in there too. But <laughs> um, let's see. I'm I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Where is it? They sent it to me. Where did they send it to me? Oh, maybe. Oh, they sent it to me on uh, Instagram. Okay. Let's see. Oh, here, 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 here we go. All right, I got it. This is from Desperado. 
All right. AKA Morgan Stewart. Oh. Okay. Okay. So last uh, so last weekend a few friends and I went to a small concert. After this concert we decided we wanted to get wine. So we go to a winery whom unfortunately I forget the name of otherwise it would be on fire. Um regardless of that we entered and we were promptly told to leave by a waitress. Confused by this, we went back inside to ask what was up. Uh, Luckily, I had a white friend with me. Let's call her Sharon. (laughs) And didn't have to do much questioning. Cut to about a minute later, a different waitress checks our IDs and it seemed like we were okay. Only for us to be kicked out a second time. But we are stubborn people. We were not about to take this Tom take this tomfoolery. So Sharon goes inside by herself to hopefully hopefully just get a bottle and get out. Only for her to be refused once again because a few of us quote seemed off. They then proceeded to tell her that they thought my ID was fraudulent. So I walk in and swing the door open and hand my, and hand my ID directly to the manager uh, and ask what the problem is. He starts stuttering, and before I can go off, Sharon saves the man, who still will not let us purchase a bottle. So Sharon spends a good five minutes trying to figure out what the issue is while the manager throws out lie after lie. Soon the second waitress from earlier kicks uh, kicks out two of my friends and tries to kick me out next. But I can't let that happen. I simply say, why? We're just trying to get a bottle of wine. And she repeats, need to leave so i repeat myself this goes on for about 30 seconds before she gives up and says y'all got some real problems by this point i'm hot and heated and i yell out y'all some racist motherfuckers and give them the bird on the way out we then had a good laugh about it uh don't go out on me we had a good laugh we had a good laugh about it uh at the bar down the street who didn't even card us that's my listener letter or my white people must be stopped letter. Use it however you see fit if you like. It's fun. Okay. Uh it came from Morgan. That's cool. Yeah, he is the uh he is the son of a couple of our listeners. Uh oh, okay. Night shift flexing and his his wife. Um so he is he is the product of a biracial household. Um and they're both listeners. Yeah. He's an opinions wild black child. You know what I'm saying? The family that the family that listens to niggatry together stays together. Yeah, he he just turned twenty one. He was the one I think I mentioned a couple of weeks. So he just turned twenty one, and his father gave him his first shot of whiskey. Oh shit! Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You did mention that. Yeah. So, a couple of things about this, and I'll keep it very short. Yeah. yeah. Number one, um, he he handled it well. He handled it exactly like I, you know someone in his family would handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they better be glad that his mom didn't show up. Oh boy, yeah, she would have. She would have. She would have set place. that shit off. She would have wrecked the place. She's she's sick of white people as it is, and she's married to one. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. So she's sick of that shit as it is. Um, now nah, he 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 handled it well, but man, you know, next time, you know, just. Just you know, when you walk out, just say "fuck y'all niggas." In you know, just say, yeah, just stay, just throw a, a nice nigger tree style "fuck you" to them on the way out. Um, but I ain't gonna lie, he he looks, he does not look his age. So 
I, I can kind of see why they thought the ID was fake. But still, there's some uh, hoes for that. Yeah, some whole ass shit. You know. Um, important. Some of these motherfuckers will kick you out for nothing. For nothing. Just They'll kick you out for being black. Yep. Show will. And say some shit like dress code. Or it's, oh, it's too many dudes in here. Yeah. Oh, that bullshit. Come back with some more women. Some bullshit. We, we, we almost fought it. Well, I'm not going to tell that story on, on for free. <laughs> we, we did almost fight a doorman. Um, thank y'all. That was a good set of listener letters. Yeah. Um, y'all know what to do. Opinionswhileblack.com, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Uh, get at us. Um, and, uh, we will probably, uh, say your shit on the air. Yep. Um, y'all know what time it is. It's time for the top three STFUs. Mm. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up. Number, oh, we have a runner-up, actually. Mm. Mr. and Mrs. DJ Envy are the runners-up. Mm. Are the runners-up. Yes. Yeah, such a light-skinned couple. Man. <laughs> God damn. So, Mrs. DJ Envy is writing or wrote a book or is, is you know, shopping a book around or whatever. And, it's about, of course, it's about their marriage. Um that's just the rule. Anytime you're in a you're in a cheating ass marriage, um, the rebrand is y'all writing books and doing podcasts about how strong y'all's marriage is. Um, basically, she admitted that in ten years of for a while, there was a time where in ten years of being married to DJ Envy, she had not had an orgasm once. And he was not pleasing her sexually, and he and she just kept faking orgasms and never telling him. Her payback tour is killing him. <laughs> like <laughs> it's eating him alive. It really is. I, you know, I didn't think about it in that regard until you said it just now. It's eating him alive. Yeah, I mean, she, she's just, she's having her way with him. He's never going to be the same in the streets again. Also, women, stop faking orgasms. Please, God, please. It is it is quite okay to just say, you know what, this is not uh, this this is not working. Well, I was yeah, I, I was uh, producing for an episode of Play No Games. Boy, Ariel Ariel was not ashamed. Dude. She was like, I'm, I'm the drama queen. I'm the drama queen. I'll throw I'll throw an extra pillow at any day in any given time. Oh, she don't give a fuck. <laughs> Get it over with. <laughs> y'all ruthless. I y'all y'all are ruthless. There's what because there's what Mrs. Envy was doing, and there's what some of y'all are out there doing. Y'all ruthless. <laughs> I just want y'all to know it's a it's a it's a jungle out there, boy. Um, I say all this to say, Mister and Mrs. DJ Envy, we don't need to know all that. And and you. Your shit is also uninteresting. It's so funny. Envy's sexual prowess is a, apparently exactly mirrors his on-air personality. Wow. It's true. Y'all can go ahead and get that. Actually, that, that was funny. Y'all go ahead and get that in ether. Shit. He's going to call you either pussy or dickhead next. Watch out. Ooh. Ooh. Because that works so well with Jesus and Miro when mm. they fucking ethered you. Mm. Fuck Jay-Z. They told that nigga he, looked, he was dressed like a sexy waiter. 
He left his own show. Oh, how you how you get bodied so bad that you get up and walk off of your own show? That is literally the equivalent of Eminem bodying Jay Z on his own song. Light skin, light skin behavior. <laughs> All that to say, Mr. and Mrs. DJ Evican, please, please shut the fuck up. I never need to know this much about DJ Envy's penis. I don't. Um, Apparently, there's not much to know. Okay. <laughs> that don't even happen anymore. You don't have to. You don't have to. Okay. It was funny. There it is. All right. Number three is Kevin Sorbo. Why? <laughs> Who the hell called for him? No one. No one ever. No one ever. Kevin Sorbo just unearths himself every now and then, says something fucking ridiculous. We remind ourselves, why the fuck are we listening to Kevin Sorbo? We ether him back out of existence. Um, This time, he showed up with a joke on Twitter that said, if CNN were a person, um, their pronouns would be was and were. Those are not Pronouns? Those are not pronouns. Those are not pronouns. Hercules is a grown man that doesn't know what pronouns are. Um, it was so funny because somebody somebody did a comeback. It was like, and your pronouns would be has and been. <laughs> Never was. <laughs> I'm just saying, it should be embarrassing at this point. Lucy Lawless literally came up Literally came up for whatever better thing she was probably doing to tell you I never fucked with you anyway. You, this is I mean Hercules pretty much put Xena on. I keep and she still was like I don't fuck I never fucked with you. I keep forgetting it happened in that order. <laughs> I think everybody did. Like it's it's like how Angel showed up and completely bodied Buffy. Yeah, I'm one of those. I am. Mm. I'm one of those. Y'all can get the fuck over it. Angel showed up and bodied Buffy. It happened. Um, but yeah, I'm so like it's just funny. Kevin Sorbo, how can you be dry in every part of your life? You, we don't want to hear from you. Like the way we look at OJ and want him to shut the fuck up. That is clearly what it is with, like, white people in Kevin Sorbo. You were in Walking Tall 2. You were in the driest incarnation of Hercules ever. You're on the 700 Club singing God's praises next to an actual living corpse. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Whatever you, whatever you were doing before you opened your mouth, continue doing that. Keep doing that. Keep keep humming. Keep humming. My uh, my God is an awesome God. Wherever the fuck you're doing it, and shut the fuck up. Keep propping Pat Robertson up in front of the camera like 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 Gospel Weekend at Bernie's, and shut the fuck up. Number two, Cam Newton. It was inevitable that Cam Newton would find one of these fuck nigga podcasts and start getting his shit off about submissiveness in women. 
It's oh, bad. you got those good jobs, but you can't be quiet. It's bad when Brittany Brenner makes more sense than you. <laughs> it's true. Cam was also the person that was trying to explain the difference between a bad bitch and a good woman. And yet, he dresses like a bad bitch. Hey! <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. He dresses like a bad bitch. He literally, he literally dresses like your, uh, your AKA auntie at homecoming. Damn, it's true. That man said, "With these powers combined, this nigga, this nigga literally dresses like one of the hat ladies at one of the hat ladies that sits in the front at church." Damn. I don't like he, he like this man is literally trying to bring Kentucky Kentucky Derby chic back to like football press conferences. He literally looks like all the founding sisters of the of Alpha Kappa Alpha put all their plant rings, all their planetary rings together, and got this nigga. Isn't there a run in your stockings you could be paying attention to? Cam is corny to me, man. The corniest nigga, dog. I don't understand. He dresses like an actual flamingo. Yeah, that's funny. Shut the fuck up. What? What is it? I'm not. I'm not gonna get off on a tangent too hard because we gotta go. But what is it with y'all wanting women to shut up so badly? Y'all want them to make money. Y'all don't want them to spend your money. You want them to cook. You want them to clean. You want them to have emotion. You want them to have emotional agency for you because you don't. You want them to be a freak in the bed. You don't want them to talk. Why? Because chances are they'll eventually say some shit about you. <laughs> in your crop, in your crop jeans, sir. <laughs> they, the only men that really want women to be quiet are, are men who are afraid that women will expose them for what they are. And for Cam Newton, Cam is a bad bitch in training. <laughs> Take anybody seriously who literally dresses like a who literally dresses like a geisha. Cam, you ain't even that cold in football anymore. I don't say it. When was the last time you were in the playoffs, my nigga? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Please, God. Weren't you the one that cooned the fuck up when 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 Kaepernick was kneeling? Mm. Wasn't that him? Might have been. But also, I don't, I don't really pay attention to Cam like that, unless he's saying some dumb shit. It's true. It's true. He really, he, he looks like Russell Westbrook. He, he really does look like Russell Westbrook meets the Joker. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Just Cam. shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. Find a new color scheme or something. God damn. Shut the fuck Sounds up. like he looks like he's trying them all at one time. <laughs> Comes to press conferences dressed like an actual Lisa Frank poster. Wow. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person, people's group that needs to shut the fuck up, Elliot Wilson, GQ Magazine, Future, and every nigga that has contributed themselves to making Future a trending topic all fucking week. 
What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Fam, Elliot Wilson wrote some baity ass article for GQ saying that Future was the greatest rapper alive. And we all went for it. A lot of us went for it. I never trust the opinion of a man who doesn't wash his hands when they pee. He said that? I I have insider knowledge that says that this man frequently doesn't (laughs) wash his hands when he pees. Well, he's white. I never trusted white people wash anything on their body. Elliot Elliot Wilson is not white. He's No? No, he's black. Let me look at this person. (laughs) I only know of him through, I, I only know of him through, like, legend. Uh, Elliot Wilson is is very black. He is a. I've heard his interviews. I've never seen them. He is Jay Z's greatest dick writer. Oh, of course, he is a. I mean, look at him. Oh, that's Elliot Wilson. Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay, the nigga, um, the nigga who's always looked too old to be writing about hip hop. I was gonna say. Him. His hairline is fluctuating all the time. His hairline literally looks like it looks. What are those machines called? The EKG machine? Wow. Dum dum, dum dum. Yeah. Dum dum. That's what his, that's what his hairline looks like. If you want to know what Jay Z's nuts smell like, just stand next to him for a minute. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah no. No, I don't trust anything he has to say about future. And with all that, I mean, we we know that the article, whatever that shit was, was was really just written to do exactly what he did to to generate conversation about nothing. Yeah, and it's it's people fall for that shit every time. It's like these hip hop lists, but he's also the kind of clickbaity piece of shit that'll do some shit like that and be like, well, actually, my nuts, you know, the nuts in my mouth say that Jay Z is the greatest of all time. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> God damn. Um, he is one of my least favorite hip hop journalists ever. I, yeah. I no, I don't trust. I don't trust anything that comes out of this guy's mouth. Um, I don't trust anything that comes out of Future's mouth either. He was talking all that shit, talking about, well, uh so, oh, they go, Well, um, uh, would you have kids again? And he was like, Yeah, my the most important kids in my life would be the ones I have with my wife. This is this is a father of eight out of wedlock children. <laughs> Fam. Basically saying y'all going to be less important than the kids that I have next. What the fuck? What the future? <laughs> this is why I don't fuck with future. He doesn't even know that what he said is stupid. He doesn't know. And no one's going to tell him. Especially Elliot Wilson. Including especially Elliot Wilson because he's a culture vulture. And this is how he's this is how he's getting his clicks, and it, and also to the woman who asked him that, shut the fuck up. When did we say Julia Fox could start speaking again? Didn't we all agree culturally that we were gonna just look the other way and pretend that Julia Fox never happened? I was just amused doing uncut jobs. <laughs> like what the. F- like there's so much wrong with this. It's so much clickbait, and I blame Elliot Wilson for it all. GQ, I can't blame them as a magazine, really, because they're just they're gonna go where the where the analytics tell them to go. Mm-hmm. I can't blame them for real. I can blame Future, 
I can blame Future for saying that other dumb shit, talking about all my exes were toxic. Um, they just don't want to admit it. If they're toxic, then they're doing toxic right because they upgraded. Mm. You don't hear about none of that shit with Lori and Michael B. Jordan. Nope. You don't hear about none of that shit with Sierra and Russell. Sierra was running football drills at the White House the other day. She wasn't worried about your ass. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're arguing with baby mama number three, and your name is still Nadavius. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, honestly. Fuck future. That's why. He, that's why he got. He, I didn't even listen to the single. I I wanted to talk. I wanted to get back into talking about music. I'm not that desperate to start talking about music again. Nah, that was terrible. I don't care. Fuck future. Shut the fuck up forever. Shut the fuck up. Really? I doubt that. All of that was sick. I don't like that. Um, CEO of Rap Radar. All that. It, it. D. Randall, we do a podcast. We survived yet another one. We did. We did. And a special shut the fuck up uh, before I go. To all of you still reposting Diddy screaming about money. Shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up. You know who don't you know who we don't need to hear right uh, from right now in this economy about what we need to do to get out of poverty? Diddy, who has not been poor in yeah. decades. I don't need to hear from him. I need to hear about him paying his artists. I need to hear about him giving Mace's publishing. I need to hear about him going to the orthodontist. <laughs> Please stop spreading that bullshit. That's all I, I, that's all I ask. I don't want to make a thing out of it. Y'all have gotten enough pot out of us for the, uh, for the week. Stop. Stop. We don't. I'm so sick of this black capitalism and who y'all pick to lead black capitalism. Diddy doesn't need to be the leader. Diddy's only about himself. Diddy isn't about lifting anybody up out of anything. Jay-Z is the same way. He's not up for lifting anybody out of anything. And we can put Ice Cube in that same, in, in that same, in that same boat too. Y'all don't have to cancel Ice Cube for that blackface shit he did back in the day. For that blackface reality TV shit he tried to do. There's plenty of shit he's doing now. Read the contract for, for, for Black America. Cancel him for that. Stop putting these black capitalists at the head of the conversation for how we lift ourselves out of poverty. That's all. That's it. Um, church announcements, D. Randall. No, but I did notice today that you never see white people wearing Gucci. You never see white people wearing Gucci. That's true. Hmm. I wonder if the, I wonder if that's something we have to look into. Makes you think. Things that make you go. Luxury brands are not really for rich people. No, they're not. They're for people who want to appear rich. That's exactly what they're for. That it they they market specifically to people who are going to spend outside of their means. Thus, you never see white people wearing Gucci. Never see white people wearing Gucci. Never see white people buying Telfar. Well, no, that's not that's not fair. That's not fair. Telfar is black owned. Telfar came up out of. Uh, no, that's not fair. I'm not gonna put them under. I'm not gonna throw them under the bus. Um, but yeah, that's pretty good. This was a good pod. It was a good one. This was a good one. I like this one. Um, guys, thank you so much 
Um, as always, we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed giving you something to listen to. Uh, hopefully to help you get through your work week. Elliot Wilson is 51 years old. I just read this. Um, Jesus. Anyway, that hairline. So, yeah, we appreciate this greatly. As you heard at the beginning of the podcast, we have many great things coming up for you guys. Um, hopefully you uh, partake. Um, I, we're, we're very excited to have you be a part of this new phase of the Opinions While Black community. Um, DeRandall and I are very, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think you'd enjoy it. We mm. wouldn't be doing this if we didn't appreciate all the listening and all the telling a friend to tell a friend and the buying of the merch and all that stuff that y'all do. Everything comes from something else, you know. It's so, so the, you know, this is hopefully our reward kind of to you um, is giving you more of what you like of us. Uh, until the, well, so we're going to be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how that goes. Until then, this has been episode 179 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. As always, forever in parting, titties. Yeah, damn it. Louder. Clap, white people. I just I just make I just always assume in my head it's white people clapping. Niggas don't clap that politely. <laughs> Start jingling their keys and shit. Yeah. Bye, niggas. Oh.